And now, from family to economy. Over the last few years, President Raul Castro has been introducing limited market reforms to slowly liberalize Cuba's socialist economy. The government has started allowing small, private businesses to operate on the island. And now, it's been experimenting with turning state enterprises into cooperatives and letting the workers own and run them. For the first time in decades, these enterprises give workers a stake in their success and allow their members to take home the money they earn. Jonathan Wolf has our story. It's Thursday afternoon at the Bayer Health and Beauty Institute in Havana. The 5 o'clock exercise class is packed. Bayer is a beauty salon that operates out of an old mansion. It used to belong to the Cuban government but was recently converted into a cooperative. Tania Lourdes Ortiz Fernandez gives facials here. She made around $15 a month when Bay was run by the government. Now, she makes around 42. Plus, she has a say in running the business. The other system we had was a little imposing, because before we had to work with the products we had here, and, well, everything was secret. For example, an inspector would come and the products that weren't from here, the products that I had to give good service, I had to hide them. I think a lot of people feel the same way as me, that we're happier now than the system we had before. Cooperative farms have existed in Cuba since the beginning of the revolution. But this is the first time that the Castro government is permitting non-agricultural co-ops to operate. That is, Cuban corporations that are not controlled by the state. Before, we belonged to the government's parent company. In Bea's lobby, President Adriana Cervantes says she's anxious, but welcomes the change. The parent company told us what we had to do, and we were obliged to do everything they imposed on us. Today, now that we're a cooperative, we have the freedom to make our own rules. We can design everything ourselves. Nearly 300 co-ops have opened in Cuba during the last year. They're democratically run. The workers vote on a budget and elect a president. Cuba is divesting these state businesses because basically, it can't afford not to. The state cannot uh, be responsible for unplugging your toilet or fixing your car or uh, you know running the restaurants and cafeterias all over town. And that's what it did until a year ago. That's Rafael Betancourt an independent consultant who works with international enterprises and co-ops in Cuba. So the decision is made, let's stop doing these activities as a, as a state, and let's turn them over to their workers. When you decide that, you have two choices. You can sell them, or if you are still, as Cuba is, pursuing socialism as a model, as an ideal, then you can try to give it to the workers and maintain some modicum of, of collectivism. One of the more popular co-ops to use in town is Taxi Rutero. It runs a small fleet of buses that it rents from the government on fixed routes around Havana. The co-op's members are responsible for everything, from training to repairs. Here I am on 31st Street, about to get onto the new bus. A ride on Taxi Rutero costs 23 cents, compared to the two cents for a government bus, which tends to be unreliable. For clients Aniel Nelson and Arely Sanchez, the higher price is worth it. They're good quality, comfortable. They're great. This is much better because it's a lot more comfortable, it has air conditioning, it's affordable, and you have a comfortable trip. 
My taxi rutero driver, Luis Leon, also likes the setup. For example, yo gano por lo que yo hago. For example, I make what I earn. I'm paid for the effort I put in. Because sometimes, I don't know, there are other jobs out there where you work and work and work and you never see the fruit of your labor. There are issues, Leon says. It's hard to find spare parts for the buses, and the government doesn't provide them. But even Cuba's famous shortages aren't likely to slow down the expansion of the private sector. Well, in many ways, it's really a sea change. That's Eric Leinson of Sol Economics, a U.S. enterprise that promotes socially responsible business in Cuba. Over lunch, he predicts that soon, half of Cuba's economy will be in the private sector. So on the one hand, what has been very secure in the past is no longer so secure. On the other hand, on the upside, I would say for many people, is there's much more possibility of creatively engaging in building their own future. So it's a very brusque and a very fundamental change in the mindset of how Cubans operate as sort of economic beings. Evidence of this change can be seen in many of Cuba's new cooperatives. Today is Cafe Bien Mesabe's grand reopening, the first day it's operating as a cooperative. And as it happens in Cuba, there's a blackout. Normally, in an average government-run restaurant, employees wouldn't be thrilled about serving customers in the dark. But here at Bien Mesabe, they're cooking by candlelight. And head waitress Ludmila Hernandez is assuring her customers that the lights will be back soon. We're giving the best service we can under these circumstances. Drinks and some dishes that haven't been affected by the lack of electricity. If it succeeds, this experiment could salvage some of the character of the socialist revolution as Cuba moves forward. Before we thought we knew where we were going as a country, as a society, we had this sort of all planned out. History proved that we were totally wrong. We had no idea where we were going. Consultant Rafael Betancourt. We were not on a path to socialism or communism or whatever. We were in a particular circumstance that collapsed. As, 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 a, as an option in the world. And rather than accepting the fact that we all have to be now cutthroat capitalists because that's the only option, we're really seeking a third route, a third path. This social experiment is very different from the one Betancourt was living 20 or 30 years ago. He says this time it's about building a more democratic society where Cubans have a greater say in their daily lives without forgetting their past. For Latino USA, I'm Jonathan Wolf.